Hey, it's Drew from Comics Fun and Profit with another mini review. This time it's Amazing Spider-Man number 60. The current issue uh, that came out on February 24th. It's called No Exit and it comes on the heels of the Sin Eater storyline, which to me went on entirely too long. This is a uh, book written by Nick Spencer, who's been writing it for a while, along with Mark Bagley on art. A couple of inkers, John Dell and Andrew Hennessy, colorist Rachel uh, Rosenberg, a letterer Joe Mar- Caramonga, and editors Nick Lowe and Lindsay Kohick. Um, I would guess that's who I have a little bone to pick. Just to, Let me just go off on a little tangent here before we get into New at No Exit. The, the Sin Eater storyline that you know, you may have really enjoyed. So, if so, I, then I'm then I'm off base. So, but I, I just thought it went on too long, and I don't think it's the only storyline that just went on too long. I mean, that's why I dropped Batman. These storylines that just went on and on and on, and nobody could write a concise two or three issue arc, let alone, God forbid, a one and done. You know, I don't blame the writers. Because if I'm a writer, I have an idea, do I burn that idea in a tightly written 20-page story? Do I expand that idea over six issues that can be collected into a trade? And just add a little filler here, a little filler there, um... And then milk my idea for six issues. Of course I do that. I get paid six times as much to do so for the same idea. Why wouldn't I do that? But it's but shouldn't the editor step in and say, you know what, there's not a lot of meat here on the bone. How about we just c- cut this down to a couple of issues. Tell your story. Tell your idea. Your adventure. And then move on. Right? I think we, as readers, would enjoy that a little more. You know, if you if you have a great idea that's going to, I don't know, King and Blackett, or whatever's going on over in Venom, you know, for dozens of issues, okay, I guess. I mean, I'm not probably going to be there, but maybe others will, and that's awesome. But if that's the default storytelling for the big two that it's all going to be these decompressed stories that take forever and don't you know and probably could have got there a few issues quicker quicker um then let's let's do so and and as editors i would think that that would be where you'd step up maybe not maybe i maybe i'm wrong don't blame the writers why not you only have so many ideas so if you want to milk those suckers for all they're worth, by golly, do that. Unfortunately, you're going to lose me as a reader. I mean, I I, I couldn't keep going with this Sanator thing. It just took too long. So anyway, with that being said, back to No Exit, which is coming on the heels of Sin Eater and gives a very quick synopsis of, you know, what happened during Sin Eater, the Sin Eater storyline. I got the gist. Okay, I'm fine. Um, but I guess Peter's, you know, dealing with a lot of that stuff that he has built up. So Mary Jane takes him to 
this theater of hers, takes him on stage so that he can uh, work through in a therapy session, talking out his feelings to get to get this stuff out so that he deals with whatever he's dealing with and and he can break this cycle of of and, and lift this weight that's on him. So he does this, um, yada, yada, yada. It takes a long time for him to get all this out, which is great. And then, you know, we kind of get back into some regular Spider-Man storytelling and we get a cool Doctor Strange cameo where he sees that there's a demon targeting his good friend Peter. Worries, you know, we worry about what's, what's next for Peter Parker. You know, is he going to get more drama? Of course he is, because it's the never-ending battle, right? Um, so for me, this was refreshing to jump back into at least this thing had a beginning, middle, and end and didn't seem like just a chapter, right? So I enjoyed this. I'm hopeful for what's next. I don't look too far ahead on some of these. You know, I know I review them in previews and FOCs and um, sneak peeks, of course. Um, but I don't really kind of like pay that much of attention until FOC. And I'm like, eh, is this something I want to get or not? Um, and so I'm hopeful that, you know, this next story is a little less decompressed and and that's my hope because there have been some great ones in this run this nick spencer run so um i'm I'm hopeful and i think this is like the beginning of maybe a good run i know this was barely a review of this issue and more of a little soapbox for me uh but you know some you takes the good you takes the bad so i i apologize for that but i i needed to get this off my chest it must have been bothering me i needed a stage in order to uh <laughs> get this this therapeutically get this off my chest and uh just like peter parker see it's all it all came around it all came around perfect anyway so this <laughs> this was this was pretty fun um i enjoyed it i I think I enjoyed it more because it was what it wasn't than what it was. And um, it wasn't more Sin Eater. So I'm happy to get back on Spidey Train. It's been one of my longest running Spider titles or longest running Marvel titles that I've read. I've read the most Spider-Man at Marvel. I've read the most consistent Batman at DC. So just because there've always been those two titles and I've, for the most part, read most of them. So I, I always want them to be good. And so uh, this is this was fun. Probably not profitable in any way, save point. So no fun and profit um, grade this time, but, but definitely a fun one. If you, like me, have been sitting out a little bit of, of Spider-Man or, uh, you know, because of what, what I think is a decompressed storytelling style, um, then this might be a good one to pop back in, see where it goes. Um, could be wrong. Maybe next month we just start on another 12-parter or whatever. Fun stuff. Check it out. I hope you've enjoyed these little mini-reviews, and uh, we'll continue to do some. Maybe we can talk Kyle into doing a few, too. like to hear his thoughts on the things. Um, hope you like these. We'll continue to do them until everybody hates them. Later. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm doing my mini-review of Stray Dogs number one. Now it's going to come out this Wednesday, February 24th. 
Um, it's from Image Comics. It's written by Tony Fleece. Um, art is by Trisha Forstner, and colors is by Brad Simpson. Now, basically what it is, is that um, as um, Image Comics has described this five-part miniseries as, it's basically, it's Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lamb, Don Bluth style. Now, if you know um, the um, animator Don Bluth, he did a lot of work back in the 80s and 90s, like such as, um, what was it, um, like um, All Dogs Go to Heaven is one movie I can think of offhand. Now, I'll be honest with you, I never saw the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven, but I remember seeing the previews for that. And, you know, the art style that um, Trisha Forstner um, uses in this, um, in this first issue is fairly similar to that. You know, it really is. So it kind of really captures the spirit of the, you know, Don, those Don Bluth um, and, um, animation uh, movies. So, okay. So basically, sorry, let me continue on. So basically what it is, Sophie is the main character. In the first couple pages, you know, Sophie is taken to the vet, um, to the veterinarian by um, her um, female owner. Um, and then next thing you know, it, it's like um, after that, all of a sudden we see Sophie is being carried in to like this um, dog um, rescue house by this male. And then, you know, he puts, you know, he puts the, he puts Sophie in with the, um, the other dogs that live there. Now, the other thing about this is that it sets it up where it's like the house is very neat, all, and very neat and clean. And also to all the dogs are, um, are well-groomed, you know, um, so that, it, so it's like, you're kind of going, well, what's going on? What's, what's the, what's the, you know, what is the, the you know, what's the problem here? So, you know, so, you know, the first few pages, it lays out everything about, you know, um, who Sophie is, you know, her situation. And then you get a little bit glimpse of the master's home and also to the master's home, you know, you can see like, you know, um, you can tell that he's a hunter. You know, because you see like the head of a ram on, you know, on his walls, you know, a moose and so forth like that. So you guys get the idea. Um, Sophie is introduced to a whole bunch of other um, characters, um, other dogs in the house. The main one to focus on is Rusty. So Rusty is kind of like the, um, to me, he's like the leader of the pack. He's the one that kind of shows Sophie around, you know, tells her, hey, the do's and don'ts of the, the rules of the house, basically. And he welcomes her in. So uh, as the story progresses, basically, you know, Sophie is still scared. She's scared of her new surroundings. She has no idea how she got there, what happened. And then, you know, um, the, hu the human person, the human male, the master, they call him the master, you know, um, you know, give Sophie this um, red scarf to like keep her warm and stuff. And then from there, Sophie remember starts remembering things. And this is where I'm going to stop because I don't want to spoil anything for you guys in this first issue. Um, like I said, it's it's I think it's a well written issue. It started to draw me in because it's kind of like going everything so, looks so nice and clean. You know, um, it kind of gives that nice comfortable feeling of you know those. Um, those um animation that it looks you know looks really good you know these dogs are cute what's going to happen next what could go wrong basically the other thing too i liked about um you know this issue is that basically you know we 
basically we see all the dogs, you know. But for the humans that are in are in this issue, like the master, Sophie's female owner, even the um, receptionist behind the um behind the desk area of the um veterinarian office, we never see their faces. All we just see is basically from like the chest down, basically. And like I said, you know that's pretty cool. They're focusing all on the dogs. And again, you know if you love these um you know Don Bluth um animation style or the, you know or those um, early Disney movies like Lady in the Trap you know the art style will really grab you in and also to the characters too you know so it's pretty interesting so if you guys get a chance pick up Stray Dogs number one you know um it's a five-part miniseries so you know it, I, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's a short one you know so it's one of those where it'll, they'll tell the full complete story you know within these five um, issues so, like I said, if you guys get a chance, pick up Stray Dogs number one. Um, my ratings for this, I'm going to say, I, you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun and profit. Fun meaning that basically it's a great read. It's already hooked me in. I want to pick up um, issue number two already. Um, also, too, um, I think it's going to be a profit because I wouldn't doubt it to see if, like, um, you know, some other animation studio would try to pick this up and, you know, try to, uh, I could see this as, you know, as like an animated movie, you know, for much, you know, like PG-13 and up type of deal. So, you know, so I would say it's, you know, this comic issue number one, Stray Dogs number one is for comics, um, is for fun and profit. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. This is my review of Scouts Honor number two. Now, it's a five-issue miniseries from Aftershock Comics. It's written by David Pepos, art, and I'm going to try to pronounce the artist's name as best I can, Luca Casalanguida, and colors by Matt Mila. Now, basically, overall, um, Scout's Honor, in a nutshell, is um, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world, and, you know, one part of society, you know, um, has been uh, rebuilt, um, by a ranger scout manual that was found, you know, after a nuclear war. 200 years later, you know, um, basically, you know, the ranger scouts are basically a male dom, is a male dominant, um, it's a male dominant group that protects, you know, protects their, um, town and so forth. And again, you know, only males, um, can join the ranger scouts. Um, our main character, Kit, um, is a young woman who's hiding her identity. She is a ranger scout. She's hiding her identity um, from the rest of her group. So um, with, I'm not going to try to give too much spoilers from issue number one um, while I talk about issue number two. But basically issue one basically ended where Kit did, did some reconnaissance mission um, to see where the highwaymen, the highwaymen are basically, you know, um, are the villains of the story that basically... Um, you know, attack caravans in the wasteland, you know, and, and basically you know, gets food and, you know, steals food and water from these caravans and cause havocs and so forth. So basically, issue number two picks up where basically Kit is returning, you know, um, back to her town. And, um, and she, you know, and she sees how, and she, and she saw the video of how the Ranger Scouts came to be. And it, and it basically, it shook her up. Or basically, it, it shook her faith in the Ranger Scouts and how it all started. So, and also, so from this point on, basically, you know, um, 
Kit is, you know, luckily found by her father, and we get to learn her dad's name. Um, her dad's name is um, Glenn. And basically, so, you know, we also find out that Glenn is, I guess, some sort of engineer or mechanic. Because Kit brought back with um, back one of the drones that had the, this crucial information of how the Ranger Scouts um, got started. So she asked her dad to basically try to see if, she, you know, if um, he could, you know, get this information out of the drone. So along the way, basically, you know, issue two to me, you know, it is to me, you know, it, it pushes, it continues the story, you know, of Kit um, in the Ranger Scouts and in the society. And also too, I like this because it's kind of, it does a little bit more world building, you know, of um, this post-apocalyptic um, setting um, that's you know, ruled by a Ranger Scout um, manual. The other thing, too, I like about it, too, is that it also started to introduce, you know, the Eagle Guard. You know, they're the next level above the Ranger Scouts. And also, too, um, we also show that, you know, I guess there's something called, quote-unquote, the Providing Grounds. And it shows them, you know, to go through this brutal training of, you know, of... Um, the, um, the eagle, what the eagle guards have to do, and you know the training site. There's a little glimpse of it. It kind of reminds me of, you know, it looks like those, um, you know, World War II POW camps where it's just barbed wire fences and it's just like wooden barricades and stuff. You know, wooden sheds and um, guard towers and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, too, we, this is the first time we get to see the eagle's nest. Um, basically, it's this and. That's and it sounds like what you know. It's, it's this huge tower with an eagle head on top, and the eyes are both windows looking over the city. And this is where, um, you know, this is where, um, you know, um, where the scoutmaster Shepherd can look down upon the city. So again, like I said, you know, issue number two to me would start to do a little bit more world building, and, and it also pushes a little bit more of the mystery of um, of. Um, you know, what's going on, you know, and so forth of, you know, you know, um, will the secret that Kit, you know, that Kit has learned, would it, would it be revealed to the other Ranger Scouts? And, you know, does anyone else know about this, um, about this secret? And are, and what are they trying to do to protect this secret? You know, so it's very interesting, you know, um, so again, you know, I like it, you know, I, you know, it, it pushes, you know, like I said, I like this issue. You know, I can, I see a little bit more of the world. Also, too, it's like, you know, again, the mystery is a little bit more deepening. Then it's kind of like going, who knows, who else knows about this, um, how the Ranger Scouts came about. So my rating for this is basically it's for fun. So if you guys get a chance, pick up Scouts Honor number two. And again, guys, you know, just enjoy what you read and love the comics that you read. Until next time, guys, aloha.